You can't believe that this sound, it is so, <laughs> it comes and go. And when I was trying to unpack <clears throat> what is coming from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26 to 28, when I was trying to unpack when your, 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 your imaginations are wrong, when your imaginations are attacked, I mean, when the enemy has planted corrupt thoughts and imaginations, and the enemy will battle for <clears throat> dominion in your mind, <clears throat> they war against the positive, innovative and creative ideas, dreams and aspirations the Holy Spirit wants to impart. Satan still uses the same strategies to attack mankind. The, you know, the introduction of doubt and vain imaginations. He understands that God created you to imagine all things possible. I want us to go back again to the scripture that we were reading. I want us to go back to, 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 to the book of Genesis where we were reading. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Just to really to, to understand when the enemy says, I am in attack. The enemy does not play. He deals with your mind. And, and I want you to look into this. Look into Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. Then God said, let us make men in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Now, this is the main thing that the enemy is fighting. He is fighting the dominion that you have. He is fighting the power that you have. He is fighting so much that you must not be able to have positive and clear imaginations. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So what he does, he deals with your character. Uh, he deals with your brain, not necessarily your character, but he deals with your mind. And then he brings in imaginations like of certain things that you, 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 can, you can speak. So like all prophetic words, dreams and visions need to be judged for source, accuracy, motive, truth, a purpose, intent, and clear meaning. So while you are under the blankets, before you wake up, he starts to attack you. He attacks you and he wants to say to you, you must give up. Don't go on and fight. He wants you to, to give up. He doesn't want you to, to do anything. He wants you to move back. Hallelujah. He wants you to say to yourself, I cannot make it. But I want to tell you today, if there's one thing that you need to deal with, you need to deal with those imaginations. Imagination, as I said, is a sin gift from God. With it, you can envision great things, dream great things, and achieve great things. You know, you can have outstanding achievements in life, you know, as long as you've got clear and great imagination. So what the enemy does, he deals with the mind. He frustrates with your mind. And he makes your mind not to be able to function in a 100% point. The Bible says in 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, I love this scripture, I always read it. Somebody will say that you always read this scripture. I always read it. And then, beloved, I pray above all things that you might prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So we know a, you know, a person can be born again physically fit and yet still suffer tremendous warfare within their mind. Struggling with the warfare is not prospering. So how can we 
overcome win this daily war in our minds and spend our energy using our imaginations the way God originally intended. So we're going to be dealing with this in prayers today because your soul hosts your mind, will, emotions, imaginations, reasoning, and intellect. So the warfare that attacks your mind operates within your soul, particularly your thoughts like and within your imaginations. So what is an imagination? Maybe you might ask. An imagination is a metal vista, a picture seen within the spirit of your mind. It is a picture of something created in mind of man. Or say it another way, you know, in the spirit of man's mind, it is an image of something you see and suppose might happen. It is seeing yourself in a place you are not. It is a really place called the spirit of your mind, the world of the unseen within you. Now, most of the people, when they are dealing with this situation, they want to give up. They want to say, you know what? You can just take over. I'm not going to go on and war. But what is important is that the moment you say you're not going to go on and war, then the enemy says, I have won. Hallelujah. The enemy says, I have won. Because you said, I'm not going to go on and war. Can you imagine how many times I struggled with this connection? As I'm saying, from 1430. And uh, throughout, I've been struggling. And then if I should have given up, somebody that needs to deal with his imaginations today, to deal with his mind today, was not going to be able to deal with it. When God created you, he gave you the ability to see all things as possible. So within your imagination, imagination is your seeing gift from God. With it, you can envision great things, dream great things, and achieve great things. So all outstanding achievements in life are birthed within the imagination of man. If you imagine being a failure, then you will quickly give up. Satan understands how God created you and uses your imagination and ignorance of God's word against you. That is why it is important to study, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, according to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. So before you can benefit from a positive imaginations, you need to win the war against vain imaginations. Vain imaginations are those corrupted negative imaginations or images, possibilities that form within the spirit of your mind when you linger on negative thoughts. I made an example the other time and I said, the long, um, like for instance, the people that are running marathons, they've got very clear imaginations because they do not have anything in them that says, let me delete it now. Let me do this now. But what they do, they say, I still have a long way to go. And they just go on and they enjoy those positive imaginations that are coming to them saying, I'm running from um, Peter Moritzberg to Deben or from Deben to Peter Moritzberg. I mean, or I'm running from Johannesburg to Pretoria, city to city marathon. They go on and their brain, it works so effectively. So vain imaginations defeat many believers and take them out of successful Christian life. 
they take them out of successful Christian living and our imaginations like military thoughts, you know, they need to be fortified with the gospel truth. That is why Paul taught believers to renew their minds with the word of God. The devil is a strategist. He uses imaginations to gain access into your life to steal, kill, and destroy. So the Apostle Paul passed on a tremendous, you know, certainty that you can use for victory throughout this um, uh, part of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and everything, you know, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. So the Apostle Paul knew all too well that one of the human greatest struggles is the spiritual warfare in the mind caused by corrupted thoughts and imaginations. But from this verse in 2 Corinthians, we learn how to overcome every vain imagination and every thought that tries to take us out of the generous life of Christ that he has offered to us. Now, can you imagine if you will deal Let's say, for an example, you've got such a great vision ahead of you. You might know what is ahead of you. You might not understand what is ahead of you because of all the negative imaginations that dwell in your mind. But the moment you clear your mind, you bring everything into perspective. You bring the understanding. You bring everything very clear. You start then to look forward. Okay, first of all, I made an example about the runner running from Deben to Pidamaritz Beck. It's an uphill running. It's called a Comrade Marathon. It's an uphill. It's not a downhill. The very first thing that the person has is there. You know, I'm told that the winners, most of the winners, they spend time, you know, at Pidamaritz Beck Stadium before they are driven down to Deben, so that they can be able to build a very good imagination when they are the winners, what is going to happen. So the moment you start to run, your mind is not about the uphill, but the mind is about where you will finish the race. As you finish the race, you, you round that stadium, they clap hands, and you become the one that is number one. And then as you cross they give you the towel if you're a woman. They give you the flower if you're a man. They give you something different. You know, women, they always give them flowers. And, and, and they give you the towel. And, and then, you know, you see yourself as, as, a, as a winner. And most people there, they clap hands. They shout for you. So the winners, they build that winning moment. So if you are not going to be able to build the winning moment in your life, you will give up. <clears throat> It is important that you must build the winning moment in your life. The more you build the winning moment, then you will be able to win. That time of surrounding the stadium, being the only one that is a winner. I mean, you can imagine the number one woman, if it's the women's, it's a women's race, the number one woman, irrespective of how many men are ahead of her, 
but the only thing that counts, she becomes the number one, and uh, other men are shifted to the side as the number one woman comes. And if you are a winner, there is a clear, <clears throat> there is a very clear leader that is ahead of you, which is the motorbike. The motorbike and the and the and the and the and the vehicle, it gives you the lights, it gives you everything that you're about to win. And let me tell you, you must never give up as long as there's someone along the rain, I mean along the road, who's cheering and saying to you, go on and on and on and on. Build the winning moment. If you build that winning moment, irrespective of what is happening, because the negative attitude, it quickly drips in. It does not take two seconds. It takes less than a second if there's something like that. And then it gets into your mind. And immediately you see yourself as a loser. So the Apostle Paul knew all too well that one of the human's greatest struggle is the spiritual warfare in the mind. All men have eyes, but few can really see. And it's amazing how much it is written in the Bible about the imaginations. The real of imagination is the realm of ima images. It is the place of seeing and visualizing. The scripture says in the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verse 4, Thou shalt have no graven images, imaginations before me. I don't know whom I'm talking to. You know, I'm, I'm coming back with this, with, this, with this subject of imaginations for the second time. But I think the Lord has a reason why he said to me, I must speak about this again. Glory to Jesus Christ. Maybe there are two or three people that are dealing with the imaginations of saying, I'm giving up. They are dealing with the imagination of saying, I cannot go on. Our Lord never wanted his sons and daughters to worship him through graven images, but with their hearts and through their um, imaginations. So with your imagination and only with your, I mean, with your imaginations and only your imagination can you image the greatness of God. So what is this? There is a warfare within. So consider the warfare within and consider the spirit of your mind, the world of the unseen within. The spirit of your mind has nothing to do with your born-again spirit. The spirit of your mind is within your soul or pasach, you know, and, and in, in Greek, um, pronounced as, 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 as P-S-U-C-H, pusakai, you know, in, in Greek is soul. So an imagination forms a metal picture of things unseen or things only within. Something that exists only within the imagination or visual world that is not really until acted on. Listen to me. You might be in that position. You are saying... I hear this man has been continuously this week saying the favor of the Lord is upon us. But I don't see the favor because I am faced with the situation that I need favor now, but I'm, not, I'm unable to experience it. But I want to tell you the favor of the Lord is upon you. It has been decreed and declared. And you don't have even to imagine it. It is right there. It has been declared. You don't have to see it with your own eyes. It is there. You've got to know it. So if you build that in your mind and say, the favor of the Lord is upon me. I walk with the favor of God. The favor of God is on my side. 
Let me tell you what is going to happen. You will walk with that winning mind. You will build that winning moment. Again, the scripture declares, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. The warfare theme is consistent throughout the Bible. All of us are in spiritual war for dominion. Dominion in our lives and yes, dominion with our minds. As said before, when you were saved, your spirit man was born again. You became a new creature in Christ Jesus, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. So your mind, however, didn't change. It was not born again. It needs continual renewal. After salvation, you still had, for an example, a kind of thinking, bad information, and troubling life experiences and memories that affect your judgment. Yesterday, we're dealing with the past, saying there are stones of the past that are coming so aggressively against us. Even so, God has given you mighty weapons to stop every imagining thought and corrupted imagination. With these weapons, you have authority and power to cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So, if you've got the knowledge of God in your life, He has given you the ability to bring into captivity every vain thought and imaginations every time they attack your mind. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So, one of the greatest fighting instruments is the capacity to judge all thoughts and imaginations by a written word of God. Unbelievers don't have this ability. I said it last time. But you've got this. You've got this ability. If you've got a vision, you have written it, it's in front of you. You've got your plan. You have put it in front of you. You want to follow this plan. Don't allow other imaginations to come and destroy the plan that you have. Listen to me. If you want to have a success in your life, you've got to try something. But if you don't try it, you must know you cannot make it. If you want to achieve anything in your life, you must start. If you don't start, you must know you're not going to make it. If you are on the middle of something and then you say to yourself, it looks like I am losing. You are not losing. You are imagining yourself losing because you haven't started. If you lose while you have started, if it looks like you're losing while you have started, you've got to go on because you must imagine that winning moment. That winning moment where you're going to be finding people that will clap hands. Listen to me. Along the way as you run, I, I love to make an, an example about running from Deben to Peter Marisberg, which is an uphill, a comrade marathon. Along the way, as you run, there are people that are clapping for you because you are running. But there are people that are clapping differently when the first runners are ahead, they come. Because they are seeing them as the winners already. You find along the way different types of people that are clapping hands for you. But when you are about to finish, irrespective Either you have been, there is a winner ahead of you or what. But when you are about to get into the finish line, the clapping hands of people, it becomes different. So in you, you must say to yourself, 
I want to get the fresh hands that will clap for me. If you happen to fail, rise up again and start again and move on. What is it that you have learned? You have learned in the past what you cannot repeat. But you've got to do it again. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. So, as I said, some have more problems with debased thoughts and imaginations than others. But there's victory for everyone. You just have to learn how to bind up ungodly thoughts and imaginations. And one tactic that helps everyone is to stop considering imaginations as facts. Imaginations are only imaginations. They dwell in the unseen spirit of your mind. Thoughts, too, are only thoughts. Neither has power unless you give life to them by dwelling on them and speaking them. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Truly judging every thought and imaginations will help you immediately. Listen to me. There are people that might desire to run the Comrade Marathon, but they cannot run it because of the fat that they have put in their body. And it's not that they can't run it. It's just that their imaginations tell them they can't run it. They look at people that are running the Comrade Marathon and they see them slender and tall. And they look at their bodies and they see them big. But I can tell you, if you've got a winning mind, irrespective of your size of the body, you can run and finish Comrade Marathon. Praise God. You can get into it and run it because along the way, others, they will be clapping hands for you because you are too big. And, uh, and then you are running this marathon that they look at themselves, they see themselves as the clappers. You must never allow your imaginations to drive you outside of what you want to achieve. And they make you to be somebody that is clapping for others. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Don't allow your imaginations to push you outside the running road. And they make you to be one of those that will clap for others. Because if you don't join the race and you are in the vicinity of the runners, you can imagine how many people live in Deben, but they don't run the Comrade Marathon. And how many people drive from Pretoria? How many people drive from Kenya? How many people drive from Botswana? How many people drive from all over and they go to run the Comrade Marathon? And they run in between the clappers of Deben and Peter Marisbeck. So in this life, you don't want to be a clapper among others. You want your imaginations to be clear all the time to give you a winning mode, irrespective of what is taking place. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Vain imaginations never lead you closer to God, but away from him. They are exalted values. Many live not according to the word of God or the ways of God, but according to the blemish, you know, imaginaries within their imaginations. The imagination is the area where the devil works the most of life of a believer. Just remember the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of the strongholds. Strongholds are those destructive imaginations created by, um, by dwelling on corrupted thoughts. So it is important that every time I have seen many people they can put together very good plans. They can put together very excellent things. 
but they cannot be able to work in what they've put together. They can put it together for others. So once you are in that situation, allow a mentoring mind to take you through until you build that winning attitude in you. Imaginations will talk to you. They have a voice and ready and willing to mentor you. Vain imaginations can and will loud themselves against the knowledge of God in your life if you give them an audience. They have an antichrist voice and challenge Christ's truth for your life. An imagination, for example, may speak to you saying, you are going to die, you cannot make it. When Christ's word clearly declares, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation, according to the book of Psalms 91 verse 16. That is just one example of how imaginations glorify themselves against the knowledge of God. Imagination can tell you and say, look, you cannot make it. You have already failed. You have gone through all your life fighting. You can't go on fighting because you have failed already. I mean, if you have ever felt defeated in the midst of victory, an imagination may also attack the word of God in your life by saying you are going to be defeated person all your life. When the word of God says, blessed be the God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with a spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. So when the word of God declares, my God shall supply all your needs according to the riches of his glory, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. So an imagination may attack to undermine God's plan and purpose in your life. God might speak to you saying, I've called you for such a time as this, according to Esther chapter 4, verse 14. But an imagination may challenge, yeah, but nobody loves you. Nobody cares about you. Nobody will listen to you. All of these are simple examples of the lying voice of vain thoughts that take the mind. So if you stop and think about it for a moment, you can probably think of many imaginations the devil sends your way. You must learn how to get control over your thoughts and imaginations because you can. Because with your imaginations, you can create supposedly conversations with others. Sometimes people allow imaginations, verbal exchange, to lead them into error. You can allow certain people to bring a lot of negativity to you. Some, sometimes people allow imaginations, verbal exchange, to lead them into error. Some start, you know, foreseeing in their mid-eye for illustrations, presumed dialogue they will have with someone. And the thing that they can do is that they can get into the point of developing what is not a winner in them. They may think of someone they are going to meet at work and begin to think about a discussion that have not yet taken place. Their mind begins to drift into the realm of imaginations and they think about what they are going to say. 
they even visualize the person's response. So as they continue to think about the scene, a voice of fear may be released into their imagination, producing insecurity, producing an alarm, rejection, unbelief, or anger. Because imaginations produce emotions, they then find themselves investing things that haven't even happened. This is the poisoned fruit of corrupted thoughts and imaginations. This is why we must take every vag vagabond imagination captive. This is why we must drop it and destroy it. This realm can rob abundant life from you. Vain imaginations are high things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God and attack your mind. Praise God. You know, tomorrow, we're going to allow people to phone in. There's a way to phone in, but unfortunately, it allows only um, four people to phone at a time. And I want you to phone in and just you to, to explain to us the imaginations that you're dealing with so that we can be able to help you. We can be able to deal with, you know, yesterday, I opened up and I said people must tell me and send me the, 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 the prayer requests to break the power of the past, to break the stones that the stones of the past, that is how I put it. And I've got so many WhatsApp coming from people. And instead of really praying for them, I found myself counseling them to be able to deal with the stones. Somebody that was really, 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 you know, it's amazing. Somebody from Port Elizabeth who was saying he wanted to leave VW as a company because the department where he's working is the department that has been working throughout um, during this pandemic. And uh, they have been so much involved in his, he's working on the manufacturing side, but he was not involved with the manufacturing. He felt so, you know, discouraged because there was no increment. And I spoke to this person so much and, uh, and, uh, and I prayed for, for, for him so much and I spoke to him so much. And then early hours of the morning, then he sends me the message. He says, after I spoke to you, I had a dream. And in that dream, he explains exactly everything that he had in the dream. And you know what? The dream was actually very clear, showing that he is a winner. He is a winner. And, uh, and after speaking to, to this gentleman, today, around about... 12.30, he sends me the message. He says, can I tell you, I'm so encouraged. I'm so encouraged because I'm just coming out of a meeting right now. I was talking to the boss of my boss. They actually realized how hardworking I was during this time. And he says, if it was not of you this morning, I would have woken up and resigned. I would have resigned on the fact that I'm given a company car that I will be traveling with as I come to work and back. And then I'm saying to this gentleman, I mean, you can imagine now, if you'll have given up what you don't know. And I said, I spoke prophetically in your life. I didn't know what is coming, but I told you there's something greater that is coming. And it was a battle between what I'm saying and your imagination. Hallelujah. Your imagination. That is, that is, that is, that is, that is, that is the, it becomes the problem where we are. 
So we're going to pray right now. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We want to pray right now. And as we pray, <clears throat> I want you to really deal with your imaginations. And I want you to uproot them. And I want you to take them out of your mind. Listen to me. There is a winner in that mind. That's why the enemy is fighting it. There is a winner in that body. That's why the enemy says to you, you must give up. You cannot give up today. There are other days that you can give up. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There are other days that you can give up. The days that you will give up are the only the days when somebody has buried your body under the ground. But you can't give up now. Hallelujah. You cannot give up now. There is nothing in you that allows you to give up. Because you're going to win. So we're going to pray these prayers as I pray. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As I pray, you know, I, I just want to give a very short testimony before we pray. There is a one young lady that arrived as in the ministry. She had two little girls, children. She was also a little girl. We had to speak the words of God and make her to carry the words of God. She had to finish her high school. She had to go to varsity and finish, you know, her first year, second year, third year. She had to finish her first degree. She had to finish her second degree. When she completed her second degree, then, I mean, in the first degree, she had to be employed. She completed her second degree while she was employed. Then she was, she's still raising her two children. She's still a single girl. She's still focused to God. And she still walks as a winner. And every day of her life, the Lord speaks new things. At a certain stage, doctors diagnosed her with a certain disease that I cannot mention on M. But she stood and said, that is not me because this is not what God said. What God said to her, this is what is going to happen. So she completed, and now she has, in the next five years, she must have a doctorate. She must be called Dr. So-and-so in the next five years. And let me tell you something. As long as she will put up her mind on that, she will be able to achieve it and overcome it. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the, 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 the most exciting thing, when she was crying about the school fees of her children, when she submitted her issues at school, and the school said, the, I mean, the, the school fees of your children will be discounted. I mean, what is it? We had to deal with the imaginations. We had to break the imagination. And one of the things that she did, you know, she took her whole first salary and she gave it to the church because she said, this does not belong to me. It belongs to this place that has built my mind, that has built my capacity. I'm not saying you must do the same thing because you've got a different thing. But God made her to be successful. And what followed that, she used that salary the way she wanted to. But God kept. When other people had to be retrenched, she cannot be retrenched. When other people had to be removed, she cannot be removed. Because she has remembered Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. 
Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. So I want to pray with you today. As I pray with you in the next 15 minutes that I will be praying, I want you to believe God for a breakthrough in your imaginations. I want you to believe God for a new life. Even if you were in a position to say to yourself, I'm going to give up. I want you to tell yourself, if there are people that God can help and raise them up, you must never give up. As long as you breathe. Hallelujah. And listen to me. Everything that you have around you, it can be removed and can be taken away. But as long as they couldn't take your breath away, you've got to rise up and say, I'm doing it again. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we decree and declare your kingdom come, your will be done in my life and be done on earth and be done in everyone's life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I speak according to the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 10, that your kingdom come, your will be done. Heavenly Father, I declare and decree, Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, let your kingdom advance and be established through preaching, teaching, and healing. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Heavenly Father, I declare, according to the book of Psalms, chapter 24, verse 7, let the gates of my life and the city be opened for the kingdom of glory to come in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, you reign. You are clothed with the majesty and strength. Your throne is established of old. You are from the everlasting. According to the book of Psalms 93 verse 1 to 2. Oh Lord, you are a God and the great and the king, the great one above all gods, above all rulers, According to Psalm 95, verse 3. Heavenly Father, I declare and decree. Psalm 96, verse 10. Let the heathen hear that the Lord reigns. Let you reign in my life, O God, in whatsoever that is coming against me. But I'm standing and I rise up. I believe that you, you reign in my life. Heavenly Father, I decree and declare. Psalm 103, verse 19. Lord, you have prepared your throne in the heavens, and your kingdom rules over all in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Heavenly Father, I decree and declare, Psalm 103, verse 22, let me bless the Lord in all places of his dominion. I decree and declare, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures through all generations. According to Psalm 145, verse 13, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let me speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power in the book of Psalms 145 verses 11. Let me speak of your power, Lord, that has covered me. Let me speak of your glory that has covered me. Let me know your majestic acts and the glorious majesty of your kingdom. According to Psalm 145 verse 12. Let your kingdom come through deliverance. According to Matthew chapter 12 verse 22. Let the gospel of the kingdom be preached in my region with the signs and wonders to follow you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Heavenly Father, I receive the kingdom because it is your good pleasure to give it to me. According to Luke chapter 12 verse 32, let the righteous peace and the joy of the kingdom be established in my life 
In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, let the kingdom of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let the saints possess the kingdom according to Daniel chapter 7 verse 22. I overthrow the thrones of the wicked kingdoms according to Haggai chapter 2 verse 22. I persevere in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I persevere unto your heavenly kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let the scepter of your kingdom be released according to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 8. I seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added into my life. According to Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. I break into pieces and consume every demonic kingdom that resists your dominion in my life. According to Psalm 72 verse 8. Let all dominion serve and obey you, O Lord. According to Daniel chapter 7 verse 27. And I thank you, Father, for this time. I thank you for this moment in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I bless you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? I'm going to continue to pray. You can send me your prayer request if you are struggling with the imaginations in your mind. You can send me on my WhatsApp, praise God. I'm going to write my number 082-222-1841. You can send me also on VJ Prayer Ministry at gmail.com. Today, I want to tell you something great the Lord is about to do. I want to continue to pray just in the next five minutes or so. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus Christ of Nazareth. <laughs>